back. Mini episode number four. We're still in the car. Yes. Yeah. We're on our way in to the a truck. Call. <laughs> um, we're going to t- do one question for this episode, and we're going to expand on it a little bit. And it's very appropriate. Not only is uh, I don't know if you knew this, but not only is it uh, Dairy Goat National Dairy Goat Awareness Week, it is uh, National Dairy Awareness Month or Dairy Appreciation Month or something like that. Um, so that's There's always a day for something or a oh, month yeah. for something. Yeah. But this is one that I kind of have to get behind because it's my livelihood and I have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what are your thoughts or observations on the goat dairy industry in Maine? Um, so we'll talk about that. But I also wanted to kind of expand on it and... Oh, it, like if you got any comments too from your part of the world, it's kind of cool on the podcast. I can go on the analytics and see where everybody is listening from. Oh, awesome. So most people are in the United States, but I don't know where in the United States. Um, and there's also like international listeners too, so that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So email me um, and tell me about what the goat dairy industry is like in your country. Goat.cara at gmail.com. Um, or your area. Yeah, wherever or your part, wherever you are, wherever you are, uh, even if it's Maine, because you know we I, don't know everything. <laughs> truth. Um. So uh, I guess some general thoughts that I find interesting about like the international goat dairy industry um, that we've talked about because sometimes we're like, let's get out of this country. Yeah, Maine main borders Canada yeah. quite a bit, and yep. so you can and, skip right out of this country. And the dairy easily. industry in general is very different in Canada. Um, the God, da- yeah. The dairy industry in general in the United States um, has seen like massive consolidation of small family-run farms over the last roughly 30 to 40 years. And um, most of the dairies now are, like, pretty big operations. So, like, your successful businesses are ones that are milking, like, in New England, milking, like, 1,000 to 3,000 cows. And in, like, Ohio and Wisconsin and California, like, 10,000 cows. It's crazy. You know, like, it's everybody's always milking. And they milk three times a day, some of them, too, which is wild. Um, Imagine something like that. The the cow dairy industry is a very different animal than the goat dairy industry. Um, And I I guess I'm... I could talk about that a lot because I find it super interesting, but I'll try to focus on the goat thing right now. Um, Goat dairy industry in Canada and also New Zealand and I want to say Australia too um, has come across my radar over the past year or so as um, very up and coming and very um, like they're milking a lot more uh, goats in those countries because there is a demand for goat milk components Um, so uh, like milk solids and proteins and things like that what is driving that um, is at least in part a uh, demand from 
China. China and uh, you know, well, and probably maybe India too. But like the like the really like population. I think so. Growing countries. I've, I'm pretty sure I've read, in particular, China, um, for infant formulas. Yes, so for roof the demand. For, like, human baby formulas. So there's some, like, when I've been like, oh, my God, i got to get out of this country, and I look at property to buy in New Zealand and, and dream about that, um, there's been some, like, crazy, like, really big, you know, several thousand goat dairy operations for sale and they're like we you know all white socks for sale yeah the herd the business the whole Mom thing quota for milk solids yep. we feed this and here are the fields and it's just like we have a 10 year contract for this amount and that's the way it goes it's like which I find super interesting I think it's awesome um very appealing so, to have it all sold. And that's like, I mean, aside from what you just said with like the wholesale clients, um, it's almost like the other extreme end of like what we do with our, with our business. Um, because like the, the milk components, like that's the, the milk is taken and I don't know the procedure for like breaking it down, but however the things are dried and separated and then turned into formula like that happens but it's very like it's a very process filled yeah lots thing. of equipment yeah. I would assume and like traveling thousands of miles and all of this stuff where it's, and it's still got to be worth it it's it's crazy like, yeah make all these steps and do all this to this goat milk Right. And it's still worth it where people are continuing to grow their farms and start up yep. goat farms and incentives for goat farmers to move to those countries to start becoming a producer there for them. Yep. Yeah, it's... So it's, it's like a whole other thing there that I don't know all the details about, but I think it's super interesting. All I know is that goat in general, I think, is making a big comeback. I don't even know if it's a comeback. I think this is, goats are being more recognized as well, I mean, a, a good animal to statistically, farm. Statistically, like worldwide, goat milk is. I've, goats I've, and it, goat meat, and goat, goat milk. Goat are milk and meat. goat meat are very, very widely consumed. Yeah, more than cows, but yeah. they're not. Yep. If you're not in the states. It's, it's not it's not all about cows. Um, so promote the goat. Yeah. Um, for us and the main thoughts and observations on the main dairy industry, uh, our main goat dairy industry, I think that, you know, talking about, like, we talked about in the, one of these other mini episodes about, like, finding out what working on a dairy and running a dairy is really like is very important but that's not really like the question right now no it's like, the thought, dairy industry in Maine right goat dairy so industry in Maine there's I think there's a strong market for goat dairy in Maine there's a strong market for locally produced food in general in Maine yes and absolutely. that's very much like a you know like a, a New England thing a, a small town thing um the the 
growth of farmers markets and CSAs and farm to table and restaurants wanting direct interaction with their producers um, has really like we started this dairy thing kind of at the 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 blossoming of that happening, I think. I think it was, we couldn't have had a better luck on when we started. I think, uh, and Devin mentioned in another one of these that, like, the, the number, and I haven't looked this up, but, like, if you look at how many cheese makers and how many dairies there are, how many licensed dairies there are in the state of Maine, um, over the last 10 years it's increased by like 50% or something like that so there's a lot but part of that and I may I'm going to try to not get too long winded here because I should have a whole episode about raw milk Um, the part of that is that Maine and the Department of Agriculture in Maine are very supportive of small producers and they make it very possible to get licensed. I don't want to get, and I don't want Devin to get into this because he'll go off the rails. I don't want to talk too, too much about like in Maine, there's a food sovereignty movement um, which wants to do away with all licensing and inspections of food products and allow people to sell um whatever food product, dairy, meat, produce, uh, prepared food items without any licensing or oversight from any kind of public health um, or public health and safety uh, oversight. Um, But, like, having said that, like... Well, there's a lot more to it than what you just said, but, like, you know, there's definitely... No, but what I'm trying to say here is... Maine is a great place to start up a licensed dairy. What I'm trying to say here is even if you, like, if you're not one of these people that thinks all of our food regulations should be done away with, like, Maine is very supportive of you getting your dairy license and doing it right. Uh, We got our dairy license with two goats and milk. And, like, yeah, we had to invest some money, but it's a business. It's not something we're doing just, like, even when it was just two goats and milk. It was like, we, you know, we have all this milk. We're not going to drink two gallons of milk a day. Like, what are we going to do with it? And we're not just going to dump it down the toilet. Like, so for us to be able to legally sell it, we had to have some minimal investment and education an investment in infrastructure and investment in our animals to make sure that what we are selling to people was safe. And I think that's very reasonable. Some people disagree with me. Um, as you scale up in the dairy industry, like you have to really change your infrastructure. Like that's just, and, and that's another thing that I think is lacking in the understanding of people who want to say, oh, if you're producing 20 gallons of milk a day on your farm, you should be able to sell that, like, without any oversight. 20 gallons of milk a day is a lot of milk. Um, but, yeah. So, like... I want to know it's safe for me. Yeah. Some people don't, some people don't care. Like... <laughs> and it, I'm kind of a clean freak. Yeah. And... I still 
wanted to know that I was doing a clean, good enough job and cleaning the stuff right. And, you know, I'm definitely one to admit that I didn't know about all the chemicals that I should have been using with washing my automatic milking machine cloths when I first started. Nobody, like, said this is how you do it. And, you know, then and then I asked my dairy inspector because I started getting red flags on my inspection, my bulk tank sample. And uh, how was I to know? Unless I was licensed. Yeah. That service, they come exactly. and tell me, you know. Yep. And I could have been getting sick or getting a kid sick or somebody with a weakened immune system sick. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why do I have intestinal problems I drink goat milk like all the time by a half gallon a day and I wouldn't even have thought it was my own doing because I think I'm really clean so the license is worth it I mean really it's only 35 bucks a year and I think our original investment to milk those two goats in a hand milk parlor was like 1200 bucks Fourteen hundred dollars, maybe. I think we did everything what? for for under four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that was like buying all the equipment, True. building a room, putting in a floor drain, so like you have all. License the in the state of Maine with heat-treated milk. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be you pasteurized. You don't need to be pasteurized. Yeah, like, and the heat treatment is a cheap piece of equipment. It's just, you know, when... You can do it on a stove. You can do it on a stove. She comes in, the inspector will come and just make sure your analog or digital thermometers are reading properly at the set time. And your timer works right. And that's pretty much it. Make sure you have good records. And, so, you know, I mean, I don't know if the the food sovereignty, the food so I understand wanting to know your food and know your neighbor and... But if you're, I think what you said about like, if you're, if you're producing the stuff and you don't know yourself, whether it is like safe for human consumption, how, how would you expect your consumer to know? Right. And I don't know. It's Um, it's a tricky one for me because I kind of, I kind of agree a little bit with the food sovereignty thing. Like people that, you know, the government's supporting big, huge ag and all that stuff. But the you government, know, but I like, don't, I, I don't mind, my dairy inspector is a mainer, this is a main license program, this isn't, I mean, if you want to think big, huge picture, I, mean, I guess, whatever, but I mean, honestly, Tanya, my dairy inspector is awesome and she's out to help me, not damage me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the state's not out to hurt me and damage me, they're out to help me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I don't know what else to say. The last thing I was going to say about the Maine goat dairy industry and and New Hampshire too, because we're in southern Maine right on the New Hampshire border, is that several of the larger goat dairies in the state have have or are going to be retiring in the not too distant future Um, and it's because it's hard (laughs) and it's because they can't find young people that want to buy their businesses um, and carry on with the milking and the cheese making because mostly what we do with goat dairy in in Maine is cheese making Um, so that's you know I think it says something like we love what we do, um, but I think any 
you know, and some of these people have kids and then the kids don't want to do it when the, when the parents retire or whatever. Um, so exit strategy, <laughs> if you're, we don't have one of those yet. If you're getting into the goat dairy industry business, have an exit strategy. Um, we just got here. This is like the perfect amount of time for this episode. We'll be back. Time to go to work. Time to go fix a goat. Talk to you later. Meh. <laughs>